welcome to What the Hex, your source for Warhammer Underworlds and under 30 new hosts on the podcast. I am your long-running co-host, Davey, uh, and not with me today is Phil. Phil is uh, dealing with some uh, family issues. He's okay. His wife's okay, but uh, it's it's some serious stuff that he just needs to be able to take some time off. So um, listeners, uh, uh, give him some, send some good thoughts his way. Yeah, he's doing all right, but... Um, we're, we're giving him a, a well-earned break, uh, in, in his place. It takes three people to replace him. Uh, we have, uh, Josh, Skyler and Brian. How are you doing fellas? Doing I set good. you up for all three. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to, trying to avoid the, uh, the talk over there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, I was gonna, I was gonna see if you guys would take the bait. It would be an awesome introduction. If you just all talk about it. Uh, no. uh, Skylar and Brian have been on before as guests. Uh, I think both times as battle reports. Is that right? Skylar, what were you on for? Do you recall? Yeah. Uh, for teaching, uh, teaching new people. That's right. And Brian, you were on for a battle report. Is that correct? Yes. Club hack versus someone. Mm. <laughs> uh, a, a astute listener is going to uh, uh, get us there. Uh, Josh, you have not been on, uh, but you are also a person. So <laughs> I, this is a fact. I am indeed a person. Uh, Josh, you are on our WTC team. Uh, you did not play with said Adepticon because you're too cool, I guess. But uh, I'm just too good for y'all. I didn't want you go want the uh, Skylar and Brian going home with nothing on their first round. Yeah, we needed a cheerleader. <laughs> we did, and uh, <laughs> he wore it well, folks. So uh, the. These fellas are, are here. Uh, we've been talking for a little while about expanding the the what the hex host stable, uh, just to give us a little bit more redundancy. Uh, for a long time, Phil and I have been a, a two person show, and as soon as one of us goes down, we are uh, we we don't have any redundancy. So uh, you're going to hear from these three guys now. Uh, we are going to be rotating hosts uh, in and out as. Uh, as people have a, a topic that's passionate to them. Um, and uh, as you know, that, that way we can kind of lean on each person's strengths and that sort of thing. So uh, take this episode to get to know these guys a little bit better. Uh, if you hate them, let me know. I got, I got no, no fear of booting these fools off. Um, no, uh, they're, they're a great part of our community. They're uh, uh, stalwarts in our league. Kind of their, the introduction to these, these fellas really kind of, um, Took uh, took what was just kind of motoring along in in first gear and really uh, jumped our our leagues off to uh, our, our local scene to greater heights and it's been amazing for the underworld scene in Madison. So yeah, uh, I got I got these two fools into underworlds and then Skylar looked for where our local scene was and we showed up and we had Phil Davy Jazz Alex and well the Jazz Ensemble yeah and we three showed up and made it a real squad. Yeah. Uh, so now, now we're in full force with the league. Yeah. Uh, for context, we are recording this on September the twenty first. Uh, the Gore Chosen have been out for uh, not a super long time, as far as their actual release. Did they just drop this last uh, Saturday? Yeah, so, Saturday. Yeah, they've been out for about five days in the wild. Uh, and for that reason, we are bringing you a little Gore Chosen brawl. Um, we uh, are running a battle port, and one of the advantages of kind of expanding our 
uh, group is that we were actually to, able to run uh, three different games, uh, try and find what were interesting matchups, try out if we had like just a grotesque blowout or something like that. We're like, ah, we'll, we'll, we'll put that off to the side. But we can still reference those uh, today just to give you sort of a, a, deeper, uh, a deeper coverage of the topic. Um, so that's, uh, that's some of the things that, uh, this is going to bring, uh, we actually, it didn't start out as a plan this way, but what we did was we played, uh, a game Gore Chosen versus each of the other three nether maze, uh, war bands. So that would be Hexbane's hunters, the Shadeborn, and, uh, claw pack. Um, I don't re- what is that dude's name? Skittershank. Skittershank's claw pack. I always want to yeah. call him spike claw. Um, mm-hmm. so just, uh, maybe it's just spike claw with a different hat. Um, but, uh, uh, so we ended up, we're going to be talking about the, uh, Gore Chosen versus Shadeborn match is, uh, is the one that, um, we're going to highlight out of those, um, but with reference to some of those other ones, and that'll be, uh, Brian and I playing that one. And, uh, we're going to have Josh and Skylar kind of run us through that. But before we get there, we have some of our standard segments. Uh, we're all about community here in Madison. So we want to do some community shout outs, uh fellas who's got something they want to shout out well keeping it local i'll have josh start off yeah sure so we have a uh gentleman who goes by the name of cerberus on our discord and just wanted to give him a quick shout out for just being an absolute trooper going through his lumps and uh learning the game and getting getting better along the way uh kind of starting out all the way from uh all the the silly mistakes that we all kind of go through uh for example here we've i <laughs> we had a point where we were talking deck building and uh he had dominant position and uh path to victory in an exile dead deck not realizing super that, secret tech wow i know super secret tech not realizing that the uh the zombies can't hold objectives they're just not enough brains yeah so shout out to him for uh really really getting after it, really taking that to heart and sticking with it. And the shout really out. Position, yeah. Yeah. Shout out to, uh, to all the people on that grind. Um, it's, uh, it's not all about like winning that big trophy. Sometimes it's about getting that first win, you know, and it feels good when you get it. So, uh, Skylar, you got anything? Absolutely. Uh, set the tempo run by compact, uh, had an article that came out, that is perfect for our episode today. Uh, it is very tongue in cheek and all about um, our new Gore Chosen. Uh, also, a little bit of a fall into madness as somebody acclimates themselves to what it's like to worship corn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, he really leans into the theme there, huh? Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, Brian, how about you? Any community shout outs? Yeah. So we all, all four of us went to Adepticon and LVO just happened a couple weeks ago. So I wanted to shout out the next big convention. Uh, if there's any other events, tournaments on your radar coming up in the local area, let us know. We'll be happy to shout it out. But the next big convention that I'm aware of is the Las Vegas Open. It happens every year, late January in Las Vegas. And they have two events this year. Uh, they have a Rivals format that will be played on Friday, the 27th of January. Uh, mm. Best of one matches. Uh, looks like six matches. Goes all day. Uh, so give them a look. And then on 
the following day, Saturday the 28th, they start their Open Grand Clash Championship format. Best of three matches. Uh, four matches on day one, and three matches on day two with a cut. Uh, so that's Saturday and Sunday the 28th and 29th of January 2023. That is LVO. The yes. other tournament that just wrapped was Nova. Yeah. Yes. V's and O's all over the place, but we can get there. For me, as far as an event goes, this is an online event that I wanted to mention. The last qualifier for the Vassal Brawl is happening on October 2nd. Uh, it is awesome. Skylar and I both took a shot at it uh, on the first qualifier. Skylar, did you did you take another dig at it? or? Uh, yes. You uh, did? Jumped in on the first and the third qualifier okay. this go-around. Um, did not perform well in either. There is some excellent... Uh, competition there and some some great people to chat with during your games there yeah it's really great uh meeting the community in that way the vassal uh players are all just fantastic people yeah uh so like last qualifier again is october 2nd uh check it out hop in if you can and then once that qualifier is done they'll set a invitational and that is super fun to follow and watch because that is that is some really high quality high level play and uh, they sometimes get it going with live commentary, which is super fun. Big fan of that. Uh, that is a whole bunch of community stuff. Uh, let's talk about what's going on with the the folks right here on this podcast. Uh, what the heck is going on with you? This is where we talk about uh, what we've been doing uh, game-wise or painting-wise. Just pick out pick a highlight from your recent hobby and lay it on us. Uh, we'll get to Brian and I in a second. We had a real Underworlds heavy day today, uh, the two of us. Uh, Skylar, what about you? What have you been doing lately? I, I've been up to running our, our local league. Um, that's been an absolute uh, joy. We're actually on our second uh, eight-week-long league at the new location that we play at here in Madison. Mm. And um, we've had, so uh, absolutely uh, blew my mind the first day of our first flight at the new location. We had 16 people show up. Oh, my um, gosh which like doubled uh, what we would normally see on a weekly basis. Um, so blew my expectations out of the water. We had um, 20 people interacting with that first league locally uh, and a few cameos, uh, as I started uh, affectionately calling them when people <laughs> would show up and yeah. uh, hang out for a, you know one or two of the league days, participate um, and, and get to know the locals. And this time uh, with the summer, a lot of people are out on vacation, but we still have strong attendance. We still have um, at least 12 people um, like participating uh, to their fullest uh, to try to compete for that top cut of four. Uh, that actually is going to take place tomorrow. Uh, so that'll be really exciting. And uh, many others that have you know made sure to come out and uh, still participate. Let us know that they're alive and their summer's going well. Yeah. Uh, how about you, Josh? What's your, what the heck is going on with you, bud? I, I like that you deferred to me because you guys had a had a very underworld heavy day and I had pretty much exactly the same thing except <laughs> I wasn't actually playing. I was uh, I was over here on the sidelines watching uh, watching updates about both of their games going on and it was oh man I, I don't usually go for for sports much I'm not much of a sports yeah. watching kind of guy but I I think I get the hype now there was there was a lot of cheering on this end that you know. My spouse might have uh, thrown a couple sideways glances at me and been like, are you, are you okay? Like, what's going on? Uh, so in addition to that, I've been uh, I've 
been preparing. I made the top cut for the uh, the local um, the local tournament going on here. So local league. Oh, the league, right? Got to got to use my big boy words. Um, so the league uh, made the top four cut for that. Um, so trying to decide who I want to want to bring to that tomorrow. I'm still not. Not a hundred percent on who I'm going to use for that. I was going to say um, dance with the one that brung you, but uh, there is a kind of mini meta where you know who the other people in the cut are, and so uh, rather than have a warband that is for our full league meta, you really just have to look at what you think the other three in that cut are bringing. So. Oh, absolutely, and I know uh, I know if Skylar decides to bring the. Uh, oh goodness, the the fish folk. But I know I don't have a. <laughs> A snowball's chance in uh, Arizona, but we'll uh, we'll see what we got. That's right. kind, but the uh, the Soul Raider staying home. I promise. Ooh, <laughs> all right. Oh well, then I have a prayer. Okay, uh, Brian, what have you been up to? All right. Well, like we were saying today, started off, woke up, caught the last half of Davies' matchup in WTC. Us four, including Phil, so five are on our. Uh, WTC team for what the hex WTC world tournament uh, eight man teams and been cheering everybody else on been really great collaborative effort to uh, get everybody prepared and put for put our best foot forward and uh, been cheering everybody on today this morning I uh, woke up and provided a little com- color commentary on uh, Davies game as he finished out his victory congrats yeah and then I had we had our practice game that you're going to hear about in a little bit, followed then by my match for WTC. Got <laughs> a really bad broken nose in the first round. Felt the ship listing, almost tilted, but stuck in there. Maintained the the glory train with one fighter remaining. Uh, shout out to my opponent, Olivier. Uh, excellent opponent. Hopefully I'm saying his name right. Um, and then I managed to... Glazette did him dirty in game two, and then I pulled out the victory in game three, uh, turned it around. Great opponent, great games. I was on the edge of my seat the whole time, and uh, the peanut gallery was blowing up the notifications with the very <laughs> for my game, so that was... It, yeah, many it is funny. Many, many you gifts. It was you sometimes have to like mute Discord while you're playing if you're in that team <laughs> environment because because you'd be playing and all you hear is... And you're like, oh, God. All right, guys. Like, uh, I... I I can't, I can't step away just yet. Um, I'm playing it, Dread Pageant, so I reveled in it. <laughs> it is fun. I mean, it, we've talked about this in the past, like team events, pretty amazing. I'm glad you guys are kind of getting to experience it now. Just that uh, sort of team environment, you know, it's, it happens before the game. It happens during the game. It happens after the game. Uh, the, the coaching, the excitement, and then the, the uh, congratulations or the commiseration after the, after the fact and all, all the planning and all that sort of thing. Um, I won't reiterate too much what these guys have already said, other than to say that uh, uh, Brian, who has played a lot of gits, was able to give me a lot. Of, I'd only I'm 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 a non-playing coach unless somebody can't make their match, and then I will fill in on their behalf. Uh, so uh, Phil, I'm not able to play his match, so I stepped in with Malog. I'd only had the one uh, one practice game with that deck, and so I was really kind of fishing for some some. Uh, uh, hive mind help there. And, uh, Brian was able to provide a lot of gets expertise on that. And we came up with some good strategies. And then I probably forgot it in the second game <laughs> of the match. Uh, just, just, uh, spaced a, a pretty crucial delve, um, 
that uh, almost almost cost the game, but uh, managed to turn around. And that's that. It's been uh, a lot of Underworlds, and that is okay by me. But um, mm-hmm. we've been at it for a little bit, and we haven't even hit our main topic. Let's do it. You guys, anybody got anything else they want to hit before we, we get there to uh, the Gore Chosen Rumble? Let's dive in. No okay. uh, So uh, Skyler is going to be the one uh, running us. So Skyler, I'm going to hand the reins of the podcast over to you. Uh, treat her nice. All right. Here we go. So uh, to kick us off, uh, we have Davey piloting the Shadeborn today and Brian uh, Dustin off the <laughs> Dustin off kicking off. <laughs> <laughs> How'd they get Dusty already? What is going on? All right. <laughs> hey, man, I got I got was on the receiving end of the Gore Chosen last two games and finally yeah. got to pilot them. Yeah, that's got to feel good. Um, yeah. So Brian's piloting the Gore Chosen for us today and uh, got to get some context, uh, you know, with two games of playing against them uh, prior to piloting them. So let's see how these boys do. Yeah. All right. So I'm uh, playing. Sorry. um, So just to talk about the decks a little bit, I'm playing a variation of the deck that was built in the Gore Chosen episode. I did. Uh, make a bunch of swaps and basically uh, wanted to be in their territory, uh, not concerned with feature tokens, and brought a lot of heal tech. Was hoping to bring a team of Molog's and be disgusting with my heal resilience. Oh gosh, the Molog trauma. I, I will say that uh, you we we kind of overlooked the heal uh, factor, and with that many big guys, that that was. Uh, that was something we probably should have leaned into more. So it was interesting to see how that played out. Oh, I made my own mistakes too. Oh, we'll, we'll cover those. <laughs> In great detail. <laughs> All right. Uh, Davey, would you like to talk about your deck a little bit? Yeah, sure. So uh, this is a Shadeborn deck that uh, uh, is based off of some of uh, things that I've seen floating um Floating around, I actually, I, honestly, I think uh, I, I stole it from uh, round one of the uh, Vassal Brawl. I played against a couple Shadeborn players, and um, a lot of our Shadeborn players locally have been fairly aggro, and these ones had a little more ability to kind of sit back uh, and score, not fully passively, but to, to score without having to run at somebody, um, which I, which I thought was maybe much more likely what we would run into at WTC if we ran into it. Uh, so I, I put this together. Uh, there are a couple of kill surges in there. There's three different pings. Um, the only card I, uh, salted in from the most recent release is the, uh, totally insane high candidate for restriction. We must go deeper double push, um, which is great for anyone. Uh, insane for Shadeborn who want to be on cover anyway. Uh, mm-hmm. And that is it. It's a 17 glory deck, but it does include proud commanders. So it's a little, little uh, uh, potentially slowed in that respect. Um, but a lot of pings, a lot of chip damage, which I was uh, honestly a little worried about uh, into Gorchos. And I was like, I'm just going to, they're going to be drowning in blood tithe. Um, I, I might get inspired, but they are there. They will too. So, uh, mm-hmm. I didn't really know uh, how that would shake out. It's kind of why we're interested in trying that matchup. Mm-hmm. All right. So jumping into the game here, we have, uh, it looks like a roll-off one 
by Brian. Mm-hmm. Uh, Brian, what do you what do you decide off that first roll off? Are you going to grab boards here? Are you going to do objectives? Uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe I chose board positioning. You you definitely did. Uh, you you played around with the possibility of uh, throwing out long boards, but yeah. I I had to place so... first, uh, and that means that I. Uh, took a look around and I uh, took every every Shadeborn player's favorite board, uh, the Profane Larder. It's the one that's got uh, two cover uh, down the middle and then one lethal off to the side. Um, that lethal is kind of a little bit scary sometimes, especially if you're trying to hang back and maybe are next to it. It's caused me problems more than once, but uh, the extra cover on there helps for a lot of the objectives I have to score. Uh, so I threw that down and then it was up to you. Yeah, so the board I picked was trying to look for best launch points, uh, so I went with the Tortured Coil, a little risky. Um, I made Davey question my sanity here by placing <laughs> the boards longboarded, uh, which he was eager for, but I quickly uh, stopped flirting with that idea. <laughs> yeah, so I've got advantage on these. Uh, my plan was to, I figured he was coming my way anyway, um, so... Uh, unlike some other matchups, I wasn't crazy about getting a bunch in his territory because they'd be essentially dead. I was looking for places that I could uh, I could have a one uh, a one hex push uh, if I drew the right cards and step into uh, get onto cover in some way uh, where I've got defensive advantages, where a lot of my cards give me advantages, and where a lot of my objectives score. So I was looking for easy ways to get on that, load up my territory with. Uh, feature tokens uh, of all types and sorts. Uh, and Brian uh, filled in with that too, I think, where you you were kind of loading up my territory. I remember hearing you talk about a uh, landing spot or something like that. Yeah, I just threw a gloom next to an objective so that I could land and try and take somebody out if they were trying to hold an objective. All right. It was just right across the line uh, over No Man's Land as well. So Josh, looking at these two boards, we've got five feature, feature tokens in Davy's territory, uh, giving him a total of seven um, cover spots out the gate, and two feature tokens hanging back in Gore Chosen territory. Uh, I'm aware that Gore Chosen has some cards that could potentially score um, for proximity to No Man's Land. How, how are you feeling on your side looking at this board? Do you think it favors one side over the other? So as I'm looking at this board, it's 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 an interesting kind of conflict between these two warbands because on the one hand, uh, Gorchosen definitely want to be, like you said, in that in or near that no man's land, uh, but at the same time, the Shadeborn want to be in the Gloom hexes, so. We've overloaded the the Shadeborn side with Gloom Hexes, so I'm anticipating that they're not going to have a a whole lot of work ahead of them as far as being in those, but at the same time, it's still very out in the open and engaging in combat is dicey business. And at this point, neither of us know if we are rocking the Fearless Seekers, Horrors in the Dark combo, so there's only two uh, tokens that he can use in my territory. Meanwhile, there's tons in his. Yeah, and two just over the line for you if you go that route. Mm-hmm. Well, all right. So uh, going into drawing your hands, um, 
let's start with Brian. What's a good hand look like for you? Do you end up mulliganing anything here? Well, I know how this game ends, so I'd... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I ended up drawing a what I thought was a great power hand. I have Ferocious Bite, uh, Spirit Comb, Victory's Reward, Center of Attention, and We Must Go Deeper. So I got two pushes, two heals, and the uh, New Age Augmented Limbs. Uh, Victory's Reward is a card that I was eyeballing before, and I thought it was perfect for them. Uh, its reaction after the successful range 1, range 2 attack action takes a target out of action. Heal the friendly fighter 2, or give that fighter a guard token. If you're corn, you get both. Uh, so I kept the power in my uh, objective hand. I have Chum the Waters, Wasteland, and Unafraid. So three end phases, I wanted up mulliganing those uh, and kept my power hand. Okay, right. so tell me more about why you got rid of Unafraid and Wasteland. Because those seem, those seem pretty easy out the gate. Yeah, um, I didn't know how this was going to go. I wanted to, uh, if I could get Ferocious Bite rolling um, earlier with a Surge, hopefully wanted to do that. I didn't know if the Shadow Elves were going to try and teleport into my territory, and then I wouldn't be able to get Unafraid because they would just be uh, trying to do hit-and-run tactics on me, so I wasn't sure at that point. Um, Chum, I don't have any ping, which probably a mistake, but... Fair. And so I ended up drawing into uh, Primal Display, the Brutal Reckoning, which is another surge uh, for killing an enemy uh, fighter out of action, and I have a Blood Tithe or a Wound Token on, and Bold Deeds, so be in enemy territory. Uh, meanwhile, I think Davey wound up mulliganing both of his hands. Everything. Uh, mm -hmm. it was, it was a pretty easy decision for me on objectives because I had proud commander wasteland and, uh, the shadows deepen. Uh, those are all end phase scores. Uh, proud commander is a third end phase score. It's one of those things. Proud, proud commander is the first one I drew and it's like, Ooh, I hate seeing that as the first card I draw because I'm worried if the next two are like really good surges, then like, I guess I'm holding this hand, um, a little tougher. And actually Brian even, uh, question my choice at the time which is valid uh was my power hand which i chose the mulligan and that was uh it was great fortitude silent helm great strength uh three pretty great upgrades uh and then cover of darkness and duel of wits um i probably should have held on to that i i think i've just gotten in those environments where um where duel of wits doesn't trigger like somebody holds their power cards for a long time and uh, and I think I, I panicked as well because I did not know what I was going to see for my uh, objectives after I mulliganed. Uh, and so I think I was hoping for more pushes uh, and pings to really kind of get my inspiration and positioning started at the, at the beginning. Uh, and I mulliganed into Branching Fate, uh, Sudden Revelation, and elimination order. So elimination order is a kill surge. That one's kind of dead out of the gate here. I'm really unlikely. Uh, I, it, it'll be a lot of work to try and kill one of these big boys on the way in. And then uh, I was pretty happy with the power hand. I, I did have two pushes. So I had mirror move and I had we must go deeper. So we both got those. 
I've got another defense for extra defense. I've got uh, Voidling, which is a Shadeborn only card, which gives single supports or successes on attacks, cover dependent, and on defense, cover dependent, depending on position with those. It's, it's a pretty powerful card. And then uh, Phantom Darts, which is fine. Uh, I... <laughs> I was looking at Phantom Darts. I was like, oh, this is great. And I'm like, oh, man, this is just the thing I was worried about where I'm just going to be handing the blood tithe. But uh, we'll, we'll see what we can do. All right. Let's fast forward through placements here. So we have uh, a roll-off going to Davey on placement. So I imagine you're going to have Gore Chosen go first here. Sure am. Given, given the three models to your four. So... Uh, fast forwarding through the seven fighters, we have three Gorchosen sitting just next to the line, as close as they can get, um, up to two hexes away from uh, No Man's Land. Uh, whereas uh, we have the Shadeborn keeping it cool, chilling in the back, um, all adjacent to at least one cover hex each, um, three of them adjacent to their choice of two. Um, any read on how this is looking, Josh? So it looks really favorable for the Shadeborn right now. Uh, like you mentioned, they've got their pick of all of the different uh, Gloom Hexes, uh, whether that be the natural ones on the board or the tokens. So even if uh, the Gore Chosen have some control tech in there to shift things around, I mean... There's there's plenty of plenty of gloom to go around. Uh, I'm real curious to hear from Brian uh, why he put Drum off to the side because I know in some of the conversations we've had so far he's mentioned that Drum really needs to be protected. Like there's a lot of tech that kind of revolves around him and he's a little out of the way but still targetable by the uh the flighty elf types so i'm curious to hear what that's about yeah so a theory of mine is that drum is similar to dantelos for this warband and that he ought to be protected because a lot of cards become dead if you really tech into those priest cards uh now this was kind of an experiment in how in one way to protect him uh in that i was trying to do like a denied front uh so he's got uh from left to right Velissa, drusilla Silark and then Slithale, and from left to right, from my perspective, uh, or left and right, opposite them is Drom, Gorhulk, and Herix. So my plan here is that Herix is going to come full left across towards Velissa and kind of be my meat shield, and uh, Gorhulk and Herix would run interference with Drom being on the other side, and I would just kind of try and clear one side, sweep across. Okay, okay. All right, let's see how the dice start tumbling. So, kicking off with first activation here uh, after a roll-off. Yeah, I actually managed to uh, steal the priority on this, uh, even though he's got the free crit for the first done deploying. Um, and I gladly make him go first, because uh, right now I, I kind of... Uh, forget just how far Herex can go, but Drom without help can't get a charge in. Gorhulk can charge my least important Velissa. 
Well, yeah. Drom is range two, so Drom could make a charge and get in on Velissa right That's now. That's true. I guess what I'm saying is Velissa is vulnerable, and I'm kind of forgetting that Herex can pop out to range two. So Herex has actually got a couple people that he can get at if he wants to. Yeah, yeah um, he may have the dad bod, but he's a sprinter, not a marathoner. <laughs> he can make it. Yeah. Uh, but I I, uh, I did uh, decide that I'd rather have um, Brian go first. Um, yep. All and right. I kick off with a charge with Herex. Moving four across, doing that denied front. I'm spending the blood tithe to make it range two and swing at Velissa with a big old whiff. Yep. I was ready for uh, for some problems here, but and into power then we have we must go deeper coming out from davy yep uh i uh really wanted to get slithale on the cover uh drusilla on the cover because slithale all of a sudden has a whole lot of flexibility with where she goes if if uh she can get on the cover um without a move or charge token uh i originally was going to go onto a printed uh cover and then realized that this is kind of my chance to score a uh, sudden revelation uh, by putting Slithale onto a feature. I uh, put her next to a lethal, which is actually uh, fairly dangerous. I, I don't know if I should have uh, been more conservative, gone onto a cover and then uh, used an activation to just move a guy onto like, you know, charge uh, Silark or something on. Uh, but this also gets uh, the other thing I was doing is getting Drusilla into her, range two of uh, Herax, where Herax had charged to. At this um, point in time, you're probably pretty safe there too, given the fact that Herax would have been your only threat and he's charged. This is correct, yeah. Um, I think we closed out with that and then uh, I just scored uh, Sudden Rev and I think we're on to the activation. I don't think there was any other fancy stuff happened here. All right. So going into the next activation, looks like Dice are going down. Um, not quite sure from where to where. Uh, I'm going uh, with a Drusilla attack to Herrix. Uh, figure I'd chip some damage in, uh, get uh, get Drusilla hurt. Um, I mean, get Drusilla, uh, lay some damage on there so I can start working some Inspires. And Herrix, if I can uh, chip some damage off as the smallest of the fighters, uh, that gets me uh, the chance to... Uh, uh, actually score that uh, kill surge that I have. Um, unfortunately, Drusilla, I picked up three dice that all had smash on them and rolled them and they all had smash on them. So uh, <laughs> I was as far away from branching fate as you could get and also completely missed. So, All right. Brian took a damage there and then pulled it away. <laughs> yeah, I think he thought uh, he, he thought she was three on smash or something like that. Yeah. So it, it was one of those uh, conversations where I was like, we, we were we both understood the role differently. I was like, hi, ah, he seems kind of bummed about this whiff. I wonder <laughs> if he had like, uh, I wonder if he had uh contest of equals in hand or something and was hoping that would go off. But... Funny. All right. So then into power, uh, kicks off with Adele from Slythale to shore up that cover position, mm -hmm. uh, give you that launching platform later. And then for Brian up next, we have a move from Drum uh, down into the uh, muck of it. Uh, he's going to end up positioned uh, adjacent to both Herrick's and Velissa with reach on Drusilla. Um, and only a move. 
Yeah, Josh. Uh, I, I needed to protect Rom, right? <laughs> I was just about to say, I I feel like this was a lesson learned right here, if uh, if I'm remembering some conversations correctly. Yeah. <laughs> Spoilers. Uh, oh, well, I, My, I wonder what happens next, folks. <laughs> if I can posthumously uh, justify myself, uh, I had... I still have two kill surges in hand, so any kill uh, will pop both of those off if I one-shot the fighter. So yeah. I was trying to optimize an attack with Drom and or Garhalk uh, with a support. Uh, but I'm also standing in cover against Shadow Elves. Smart. Yeah, yeah. I, I think you mentioned to me that also like this kept Drum's uh, Enrage ability open as a possibility, um, which mm-hmm. is true. Like I, I spent a lot of time... Where you know, just because it, it's such a crazy ability, such a weird ability, and this is where he uh, can get somebody on friendly or, or enemy to charge if they're close enough. Uh, and so this was kind of mentally taxing me the whole time, where I was like, "All right, like if this person gets forced to charge, what is my plan for that?" Uh, but this move here puts Drom in range of Drusilla, and I was like, "Oh, well, now Drusilla has range to Drom and supports and I care a lot more about Drom than Herax who now has no tithe counters because he came in and whiffed uh, so actually this is a much better target let's let's go with this and with that into uh, activation 2 yeah uh, I, I do the crit and 2 successes a crit, swords, single support uh, that's going to go through and that's going to score branching fate for me, which is pretty sweet. So I get to lay two on drum and, uh, uh, that feels good. I, I, I haven't played a ton of shade board, so I'm like, Oh, I'm going to inspire now. Like, no, actually I have to still attack again before I get there. Uh, so waiting on that. Uh, after scoring, uh, after scoring branching fate, I draw into my other, uh, kill surge so now sitting on two kill surges and contest equals which is a obviously a real nice surge heavy hand uh, all stuff that is scorable and i do i do actually have eyes on on drama I'm like okay he's he's getting in the range of killable i have two activations mm-hmm. left i i might actually be able to uh knock drama down in the first round which would be huge um but would it be would, we'll need some things to keep going my way so you drive him back there, Drum, onto mm-hmm. a uh, cover um, feature hex there. Mm. Is uh, is that because you have ping uh, on the way, or I don't have ping. I do have Voidling. Voidling uh, is a is something that'll help with um, uh, if he's on or adjacent to cover, which he already was. But I do have uh, Phantom Darts, so. Uh, that spot I could hand phantom darts to <laughs> Slithale and then Slithale can throw phantom darts at him. So I'd be rolling four dice with a grievous attack and I can get him all the way down to, uh, down to one away from dead. I don't have any ping, but it's possible I would draw into it, uh, in the next round if we get that far. Um, or, uh, or I mean, really just kind of get him sweating because uh, he knows I'm, he can presume with this kind of deck is that I'm, I'm carrying a lot of ping in it and, um, kind of make him sweat that absolutely if you toss me on uh cover with a drive back i would start doing uh, <laughs> mental jumping jacks trying to figure out how in danger i am yeah yeah you know and i'm, I'm trying to uh maybe make him uh waste a push to push off of it um i you know i don't know what he's got he's still got a, a full power card hand 
Yeah, and I do have two heals in hand, so I was feeling that I don't know. <laughs> I was feeling unreasonably confident right now. Um, <laughs> but uh yeah, so then for my third activation, I charge in with the Garhulk to take the spot that Drom just vacated, swinging into Vasilla and getting a kill. Yeah. Two dice swords for three damage and got one success to her shield, which is not a success for the Shadow Elves. Yeah. That's kill. that Gristlewell attack profile, man. We all know how accurate that is. So. Yeah. Yeah. So... <laughs> I was feeling pretty cheeky, again, overly confident, because uh, I take Primacy, I score a Brutal Reckoning and Primal Display, and so that's three glory for the kill and Primacy for a fourth. Uh, I drew into Savage Slaughter, which is another kill surge, and Untouchable Fury, which is I get attacked and don't die by the attack. So... Remind me real quick. Velissa has three health. I can't see her on the. Uh, Correct. Yeah. So all the all the uh, all the minion elves. They're not actually minions. All all the non-leader elves in this warband have uh, three health. Got it. Wasn't sure if the uh, quote-unquote least important had one fewer health. Yeah. No. Uh, no. She just has an attack profile that I'm not a fan of. <laughs> Gen- generally. She can really leverage like uh, great strength because she gets kind of double benefit from it if she can yeah. land both attacks. But and she was the only one in range of the Gore Hulk, which was the only one I could move at this point. Drom's still capable of swinging for my fourth if he were to move somebody in range. Mm-hmm. Totally makes sense. I was more curious if she did have two health, why you didn't go for the uh, the strangle. But that that definitely makes sense. All right, on to next activation then. I was going to uh, say there's some power step maneuvering here. Absolutely. Uh, f- feel free to take the reins on that. Sure. Uh, so I play out Voidling uh, on Slithail, who is four hexes away from Drom, but I, I my intention is to put Phantom Darts on Slithail so that I can uh, be rude and, uh, and have supports on this throw. Yeah, uh, I didn't have enough upgrades. It's too early in the game, so I spent Spirit Comb on Drom to take him to four wounds remaining. Yep. Yeah. Uh, and then I do put uh, Phantom Darts on uh, to, to gear up for that attack. Um, I guess from your perspective, I guess, were you worried that I would find some way? Yeah, because you got to worry about the ping, so you can't afford to wait. Uh, too long on this. Nah, I'm still unreasonably confident right now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, then I then I go ahead and make that attack, and it's another great roll. There's uh, three successes and a crit in there. Fury, Fury, single support, thanks to Voidling, uh, and that's going to go through. So not just go through, but go through Grievous. All right, but I scored a glory. All right. So I put Ferocious Bite on the Gore Hulk because it is only for range one attacks and couldn't put it on Drom. So we're in the power after the Slythel attack. Yep. Is that is that where we're... Okay. Yep. Yes. Okay. Um, so in three, two, <laughs> one. So after the activation from Slythel here, we have Brian uh, repositioning a little with We Must Go Deeper. Um bringing Herrick's 
one closer into the mix onto a cover and within two of Drusilla and Slythale. Uh, Silark just out of reach uh, at that range three. No Blood Tithe counters on Herrix um, at this time to pump him going into the next activation. Uh, and we have We uh, Must Go Deeper also bringing Drum uh, tagging along one behind Herrix there. So we'll be within range three of Slythel and two of Drusilla. Um, how, uh, how do you guys feel about the first three activations so far? Uh, I like it because I feel like I've got an angle on Drom now. Um, I've, I've, uh, managed to inspire a fighter. I can get, be coming in fairly accurate. So, um, I, I have my sights on Drom, which is a valuable kill. And then, uh, also two surges that would score off that if I managed to pull it off. Yeah, and I'm holding, uh, now that Drom is inspired because he got injured, uh, he is, he got injured twice, uh, so now he's throwing, uh, throwing three dice, looking for swords for two damage with Grievous. Uh, I have a kill surge in hand, and I have a heal reward uh, for getting a kill. Oh, so that's I right. have Drusilla in range, and I believe I'm going to play another ploy here to help set that up further, so still unreasonably confident. Uh, yeah, I did actually react off of this, uh, yeah. uh, uh, off of your, we must go deeper to mirror move Drusilla to an edge hex. I didn't love this because I was getting off of a, uh, cover, which, mm -hmm. uh, I still have all these surges in hand and there's a good chance I may draw into something that wants me to be on cover in the end phase, but couldn't yes. afford Drom, uh, swinging at me with that inspired stat line. So you took Drusilla away from me, so instead yeah. I pivoted to using Center of Attention on Herex to pull yeah. Slithale closer, now putting her between. So I've got Drom swinging over Herex's head into Slithel with her standing right in front of a lethal hex, so I'm feeling this is a fair trade. Yeah, this is really rough for me because uh, Drom now has uh, Grievous, thanks to all the little uh, pings I've done to him. Uh, and Drom with the crit and the drive back will kill Slithale if that happens the way you're hoping. If, yeah, this definitely feels like a big oh no moment for the yeah. Shadeworn. Yeah. If is good. Alright, so then Drom will swing into Slithale. Three dice swords, rolling two hammers and one support for a single success, but Slithale is able to pull off the single success and I only managed to push her back into the lethal and he scores contest of equals off of it. Cool. That's always the worst feeling in the world, right? <laughs> yeah, there's a few worse, but yeah. <laughs> uh, I drew into yet another surge uh, with winged death. Winged death is actually a hard score on this uh, because you've come so aggressively towards me. Uh, it's hard for me to find a place to charge you, even with all my like increased mobility that is six away. Uh, I, I might be able to figure out with Silark if he were inspired and could do the shadow ambush, but he can't. Mm -hmm. um, but that uh, that lethal was on an edge hex, so Slithale was able... I mean, it doesn't actually matter here because Slithale can just walk there like some mm -hmm. kind of peon, but she... <laughs> she'd rather shadow like ambush. some sort like, of corn worshiper yeah, some sort of peasant <laughs> i've never considered scoring uh winged death with shadow ambush and you just blew my mind a little <laughs> yeah it uh uh i 
it's one of those like sometimes it's amazing. I've actually been in this position quite a bit though, where the battle lines got so close together that I, I didn't have a good way to um, score it. On the off chance, you can also like finish somebody off with Silarks gunshot, but uh, that's yeah, that's asking a little more. Especially when you don't want to just round about me to the cover hex behind me because you're still adjacent to the Gore Hulk. Yeah, right, right. Um, but yeah, I do take a charge with Slithale here at uh, uh, Drum, um, and I don't need uh, I don't need Grievous on here because he's only got two health left. So mm-hmm. um, all I got to do is get a successful hit through. Um, Landing two, three successes if you can't voiding, putting you on a crit. Yep. Crit does not happen. Yeah. So draw him down. That's a huge kill because it's a, a five wound fighter. It is primacy uh, and it is two kill surges. So, Brian, for the fans at home, did you uh, in this situation consider actually rolling a crit? You know, I tried, uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah. So the point at which my confidence finally cracked was when I wasn't able to kill Slithale with that sneaky attack and not heal uh, Drom there. So once he charged onto there, I was like, "He's a goner." Prayed for that crit, didn't happen. So going into end phase, I don't think any. I don't think you bothered to flip anything. I wasn't on anything, mm. um, so I ended up ditching Reckless Swing, or yeah, I ditched it because your elves were all spread out. Uh, Scatter. I, I didn't score anything, uh, but I kept Savage Slaughter, Bold Deeds, hopefully killing one more uh, Shadow Elf. I was not going to be leaving your territory, mm. and I drew into Wasteland. Um uh, or I'd spent all my ploys, so the only ploy I hadn't spent was Victory's Reward for the heal. Mm-hmm. As I said out loud to Davey, this was my vanity keep, because uh, I thought that this was a good pick. And I uh, drew into Great Strength, Primal Lunge, Mask of Shadows, and Overhead Smash. Uh, if people don't know what Mask of Shadows is... Yeah, so it's a illusion, put it on a fighter. That fighter can't be targeted by your attack actions unless you're adjacent to me. I think it's an interesting pick. Uh, I know a lot of your fighters... So I say a lot of your fighters, like you have more than three. Um, Two of your fighters have that range, too. But Gorhulk definitely wants the hugs. Mm -hmm. So I I definitely get that pick. Yeah, I, I don't... Obviously, it's still in your hand. I don't like that because two of my fighters that are going to do the most work in this uh, are range two, and they'd rather mm-hmm. be there poking at you, forcing Herax to get a hold of Blood Tithe, even to be able to do that, and Gore Hulk has to just take it. Uh, so if you make me get up close, that's no bueno. Yeah, I, f- I felt I felt smart, and then I did it not smart. <laughs> <laughs> so before we jump over to Davy's end phase here, um you've you've lost drum so your confidence is shaken drum is now worshiping with his own blood um and uh the life force is drained from his eyes we have gore hulk and herrix uh left with no damage uh down on either of them grouped up uh within range two and three of the elves um what is your game plan shaping out to be with your new hand here how do you feel going into this next round 
I wish I drew more pushes. <laughs> that is the most Brian thing that the viewers could hear today. Yeah. <laughs> no kidding. Uh, the day I heard you say you had too many pushes in Dread Pageant, <laughs> I had to pick my jaw up off the floor. Yeah, it was an out-of-body experience. Uh, but I think we still have J- Davy's end phase. Absolutely. Um, so, Davy, uh, do you score anything here in the end phase? I did not. Uh, I threw away Winged Death so that I'd have an empty hand. I just didn't see a way that Winged Death was going to be likely to um, score, so I didn't want to clog my hand. I've made that mistake before with these guys. Uh, and then I had played out my power card hand, so I drew a full set. Uh, I drew into three end phases here, which is understandable because I've already call, uh, scored, I think I scored five surges and threw away the six. So that's all I got left is end phases at this point. Seems uh, rough. Yeah, um, that's that's fine. Um, so going into round two, Davy has seven glory and I have four. Yeah. And you will get a point for primacy here. So it's eight to four. Eight to four, uh, a fair amount unspent. Uh, I've drawn into Coiling Darkness, which is a uh, end with two people in cover. One of them who's made an attack. Chum the Waters. Uh, somebody's got damages on a feature token, and then Proud Commander. And then my power cards are two pushes with Heated Instinct, Cover of Darkness, uh, Master Shadows for rerolls out of cover, uh, aided by Darkness for plus one damage if the target or the attacker are in cover, and then uh, one of the pings, the the Suffocating Mists. All right, so you want to have a few fighters positioned in. Cover Hex is at the end here, and you want, uh, ideally, um, your opponent on a feature token as well with a little bit of damage down. So with those goals in mind, um, are you kind of anticipating um, seeing where one of these two charge and hoping it's near a uh, token and then trying to like push them on for that? So right now, as I stand, uh, Slithale is starting to get powered up. She's uh she's got three defense uh she's got a defensive bump from voidling uh and then she is uh decent enough she's an accurate attacker and i have all three of my fighters have range to his fighters so i'm like i my first priority is going to be try to kill these dudes or or kill one of them and make it hard for him to do anything in round three and i'll see if i can manipulate it with you know drive backs and stuff to to make stuff happen uh, but right now the priority is to reduce the incoming attacks to try and maintain that I've, I've got, I've already got the lead. Now I just want to improve my board state board advantage. Makes sense. Uh, Josh, any bold predictions for round two? I don't know about bold predictions so much as I see an interesting conundrum on the board right now. Um, so Slothail is indeed powered up, but if you open up with an attack onto Herrix and it succeeds, that gives him access to range two. That nothing that you've got right now is going to just flatten him. Um, so even if you drive him back, you're putting him within range of Drusilla or Selark uh, there. So I'm I'm real curious to see what the solution to that is. Mm, the solution I, is to not see the problem. Oh, oh, <laughs> oh! Well then, let's uh, let's watch that problem unfold, shall we? And with that, we have a dice roll off. And for reference, neither of my fighters are injured. It was just Drom, so I am yeah. not totally hopeless right now. Yeah, clean bill of health across the crew. They're gonna try their best to change that. I'm sure. 
Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, so I do, I do start off with a Slothale into Herrix, I believe. Yep. I get them uh, one success to no successes, lay two damage on. And then I'm, I'm doing a lot of, uh, at this point, I believe I was talking out loud to myself quite a bit. And Brian was telling me like, uh, so are you driving me back or not? And I was like, oh, right, right, right. Uh, no, I'll leave you there. Uh, and then Brian did, pr proceeded to make me scared that I made that choice. <laughs> As he well should. Uh, and it looks like Mask is coming out here. Who on? Herix. Uh, I was curious. Sorry, I, I did see Josh's uh, conundrum. And mm. so I put Mask of Shadows on him just to hopefully mean that it... I had more targets, but now I put great strength on Herrix as well, so he can slap for three and slit the in range. So tell me this, uh, what, I mean, I, I think it probably doesn't matter, but uh, when you put a defensive upgrade on somebody in your, in the power step before your activation, that feels early. Is there a reason you did it this early or? Uh... It was early. Okay. Bold of you to assume you won't put yourself in a lethal. <laughs> I think we. I think I started off this match with saying I wasn't going to overthink things because I don't want to muddy the waters for my WTC match. So I'm going to default to that excuse. <laughs> Some, sometimes you're looking at a card in your hand and you're like, I'm going to forget this if I don't play this now. Mm -hmm. It's coming out. All right. So for Brian's first activation here, uh, I'm going to guess this is a flex up hit from Herrick's coming down. Mm -hmm. uh, Into Slithale. Yeah. Into a crit. Oh, no. And Slithale crit and double successes back. She's got a yeah, lot going cool. on there. <laughs> so then he suffocating miss me to ping off the mask. Yeah, the damage was... here wasn't super oh, relevant. No. It was it was really important to get that mask away. Yeah. You got a little uh, schmutz on your face there. Let me get yes. that for you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And in power, we're going to continue to load up Slithale for with our third upgrade being Master of Shadows. Reroll. Absolutely. Into the next activation, we have dice going down. Brian, who's your target? Uh, that's, that's me. I'm, target. I'm swinging because it's uh, uh, oh, Herrick's is just. Uh, he get it. He gone. Yeah. Uh, Herrick's had just missed Lethal, and then I, I, he gets his crit defense, but I had a crit and success. So mm -hmm. uh, that finishes him off for another My point for me favorite time to roll crits when they, when they, <laughs> when don't, they matter. don't matter <laughs> so now i am left with crits. so now i'm left with a uh unwounded gore hulk not adjacent to anybody with seven activations remaining in the game for yeah. me all right this is looking like a real good game for the gore chosen there yeah 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 <laughs> a real exercise of their capabilities <laughs> hey i did i do a little work Give me corn cares not, am I right? Hey, I saw you stand two rounds strong with Vasilak today in your that game you described getting punched in the face on. Um, you could easily pull some tricks out of your hat here. I'd I, I, I do something cute. Looking forward to it. All right, so we're on to Go Brian on. and a charge from the Gorehulk into Slythale. You've got two activations left. What's your thoughts here? <clears throat> Panic. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely fair Gorhulk is confused uh, yeah Gorhulk comes in with two successes to my one and smushes uh, and now I'm pretty scared because I only have two guys that are not inspired and there's all a Gorhulk I do have a sizable lead 
but uh, Brian Brian makes some money out of this one. Panic into calm. <laughs> <laughs> so I do get savage slaughter there, and I got a glory from the kill to glory and take primacy. I do also have primal lunge in hand, so I thought that that might be a nice pocket sand later on. Mm. Is Hulk smashing a leader into primacy the cute thing, or is the cute thing coming later? Uh, later. <laughs> Stay tuned, right. dear viewers. Uh, with that, we have an inspire on uh, Gore Chosen. What's your mm-hmm. What's the objective you draw into there? Uh, chum the waters. Ah. Tall order here. That's good. Right. Anyone you hit is dead. So. <laughs> <laughs> Touche. All right, and primal lunge down onto Gore Hulk along with your new primacy to fuel it. Like to see that. And next activation from Davy is a charge with Silek onto um, the cover the board provides into Gore Hulk with a charge. Mm-hmm. So, uh, go ahead. Yeah, I lay two crits in here. What I'm trying to do is uh, get some damage uh, and get him onto cover. So, if I can damage him and drive him back onto a feature token, then Chum the Waters will score for me. Uh, I also am trying to get on. To cover i only got two guys left to do it get get them on a cover with one of them having made an attack uh and so this goes uh, uh brian gets to roll another useless crit so <laughs> feels good yeah we need to have a discussion about budgeting your crits man <laughs> send it all right so onto the onto the cover token so you've pretty much got chum secured there despite or you know i'll be possibly uh push that coming down later um, not 100% sure about that. Um, pressing forward into the power, we have uh, Aided by Darkness uh, coming out. Who's that going down onto? That is for Drusilla. Yeah. Well, real quick, he's doing that because my third activation was spent drawing a power card, and I yeah. drew into Gifted Bulk to bring Gore Hulk up to seven wounds like a true Molog. <laughs> Yeah, uh, so we're kind of in an arms race here. Um, and then a little unfamiliarity with the deck. Uh, Brian was dropping overheads. He was really excited to play overhead smashes, I think the way we can summarize some of the next few things here. Uh, realizes that he has to be adjacent before he can play it. Oh, interesting. You yeah. were playing it as if you could taunt them to get closer. It's like, come on, come over here and hit me. Yeah, yeah, like if you... <laughs> If, if I end up next to you, well, then you're going to get smashed. So, uh, Not reading the card. <laughs> Your viewers always read the card. I yeah. was planning to play it in the power step and then sacrifice my primacy token to make a move with primal lunge. So I thought I could load a gun to his head. Um, but that is not how the card works. Read the card. Oh, I like that plan, though. It'd be cool. He raises his hands up and just starts running at you. <laughs> <laughs> That's called the charge action. <laughs> Yeah, he's done some of those. All right, so uh, I whiffed with Drusilla, big uh, coming in for the potential three, um, trying trying to uh, chip you down some more, but uh, didn't didn't work. Uh, the only thing I did uh, accomplish was I inspired myself because you had been wounded. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think we didn't have any power to play, so I did. Well, you did. Yeah, you, you I did reacted up, here. Right? Yeah, sacrificing the primacy token to make that move action, 
throwing the Gore Hulk between both of your Shadow Elves in the remaining, uh, the two remaining Shadow Elves both in cover with yeah. the Gore Hulk standing right between them. And the listeners, the listeners can't see this, but it is, it is picturesque. <laughs> like right in the middle of the board, two of those very natural uh, uh, cover hexes with two Shadow Elves in it. It just, it feels like this moment was made for nether maze <laughs> yeah yeah uh i thought this was so i i know um what you were trying to do here is figure out a way to set up your overhead smash again mm-hmm. uh it has text on it that says it has to be used in your power step and can't be used in the last power step so it yep. won't actually be able to pl- be played but even that aside i thought this was a pretty strong move to set yourself up for the next round i, I don't hate it yeah um, i uh still hadn't read the card priceless i was clinging to hope we're back to panic uh and on my end i'm still sitting i know you got two power cards and i actually know one of them are because it's it's uh popped up a couple times but uh uh i have two pushes i have heated instinct and cover of darkness and i was hanging on to these just to make sure i was whatever you did if you had some sort of distraction or something which i don't i'm so used to having played i guess hypnotic buzz is something you could have had i'm so used to having played in the days where distraction was in every deck that until i see it i'm like it's still out there even if it couldn't possibly be out there because it's no longer in rotation um, yeah it's it's in there go get you davy well <laughs> yeah, <somewhere>. yeah. <laughs> uh so i was holding them to uh guarantee uh coiling darkness what I could have done at this point, I could have gotten one of them out of dodge. Like I could have used uh, cover of darkness to get Drusilla uh, to another cover hex that's two away, so she can keep poking at Gore Hulk from a safe spot, and then that gives me an option on my turn to like charge Silark away or or something like that. But I don't do that. I I hang on him, which isn't terrible, but I think it might have been better to to use him and draw into more cards. Going into but, End phase here. Yep. We have uh, Brian scoring first. Uh, no, so actually my final activation, since I had to make two activations after ah, thank charge, you. I am cycling Chum the Waters out. I'm really not holding on to the concept that Davey went first in this round. <laughs> no. <laughs> but I drew into a worthy offering. Um, Score this in an end phase if your warband has two or more blood tithe counters. Gorhold yeah. is sitting on four. He's drown- he's drowning in blood tithe. It's just all over the place. It's gross. I keep slipping. <laughs> so then, end phase. Starting yeah. with Davy here. Yeah. Uh, I, I do get Coiling Darkness. I've, I've had that locked in. Uh, I'm crawling my way towards Proud Commander. I've got six scored. My leader's dead, so i got to get a seventh scored, and it has to be an end phase. Uh, I didn't ditch Chum the Waters. I figured there's a good chance that Gore Hulk would uh, not die but be damaged somewhere, and I might be able to engineer him being on something, but it was also possible Brian would be too savvy to get on there. I, I couldn't remember what my other ones were, and so I just stuck with that. Um, and uh, like I said, I had my two pushes. Uh, after my mulligan, Silent Helm finally uh, rears its head again, and then I draw two uh, essentially two pings there's rippling darkness and there's uh shade stalker darts which is that extra attack all right brian better stay off cover huh, yeah so then going into brian scoring here we uh you flip your whole hand here uh what do you score uh so i've got 
Bold Deeds, a worthy offering for having more than two blood tithe, and Wasteland. So I score all four for four, or all three for four glory. Yeah. Bringing uh, totals up to 11 uh, on Davy's side, Brian at 10. Mm-hmm. So neck and neck, regardless of the early down fighters. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And this, uh, as far as how we're feeling, I guess uh, I, I don't know what Brian's drawn into, but for my side of it, uh, I don't like that he's sitting next to me. I know that he didn't discard overhead smash, so that's a problem. I've got a couple pushes, so I've got some some insurance against that. Uh, but Gore Hulk inspired with Ferocious Bite means that uh, he's throwing, if he's attempting his accurate thing, uh, not his accurate thing, if he's attempting his uh, crushing grip, he's four dice fury with lethal damage on either one of these. Um and uh, that feels like it could just be a one-two and done. Uh, so I'm I'm uh, a little pretty pretty antsy about how this uh, next round is going, uh, especially since I thought I'd built a, a pretty safe thing. I do think that I can probably make it to Proud Commander because I drew into Wasteland, and his territory is not going to get flipped. Uh, so I think I'll, I'll score. I think I've got three glory that are going to score. So I I feel confident I'll end on fourteen, um, no matter what. And so the question is. Can he, in my mind, is can he get his way to uh, four glory? Because then, if he, if he can do that, and uh, you know, maybe kill both my guys, like I, I need to try to not get wiped out, so he doesn't just win on uh, on wipeout. So uh, I'm pretty, I'm pretty nervous about this next round. I don't right. know how you're feeling. At this point, he's got um, primacy coming to him if he gets one kill. You know. Um, yeah. Just, just with how much damage output that Hulk's doing. So yeah. that's a two point kill um, unless you have some way to steal it back, which I would imagine you don't. Uh, no, no, no way at all. <laughs> uh, I'm definitely not getting it off Gore Hulk because I am not doing what this boy's seven. Yeah, we figured out he's got he'd have to heal himself and then I'd have to do a seven damage hit, which uh, it's a little too much for my <laughs> a little too steep for my blood. And, and no, no back pocket feign strength. Yeah, right. To take Everybody. it away. You didn't bring your uh didn't bring your pocket monologue to uh to party. <laughs> nope. <laughs> that was that was for WTC. <laughs> all so right. and Brian. then for my card draws, so I scored all three objectives and then I had two ploys in my hand. The ploy being overhead smash and the other being victory's reward. Still my vanity pick that I'm <laughs> still clinging on to. Uh I drew into uh countercharge, duel of wits. And weighty blessing uh, countercharge, uh, not really good. Uh, a little repositioning now. Duel of Wits, I'm feeling happy about weighty blessing. I'm a big fan of this card. Seems really strong. Um, that's the option to give a fighter one defense or cleave. Uh, cleave's not a factor here, and an extra shield seems good now on my two shield uh, Gorhulk with six wounds. Uh, as for my objectives, I drew into Glorious Battle, Contest of Equals, and Unafraid. So I'm either going to kill and not score, or I'm going to not score, or not kill and score. Uh, but Glorious Battle, unfortunately, realized uh, this is a Gore Chosen objective, end phase, uh, score if four or more fighters each have one or more charge tokens and or more blood tithe counters. I did not foresee this probability of uh, not enough fighters to go around. Got it. So you mentioned you mentioned countercharge in there, 
And one of the things that I think gets overlooked on that card is that um, if your target is charging uh, from a range, uh, coming at you with a you know range three, range two attack, um, you can close that distance with the um, targeted fighter. A lot of people uh, kind of conceptualize that the card limits them to bringing another fighter into into the fray. Mm-hmm. Um, but you can get some good mileage out of it when you have a range three fighter trying to skirt away and you can just bring that gap back. Yep. Yeah. Well, cool. Um, Josh, any bold predictions going into round three? Um, I think it's a coin toss at this point, or rather a, a toss of the dice. All right. Uh, I, actually, I got a question for you, Brian. Uh, so I'm looking at it and I'm, I'm saying I've got 14 glory. That doesn't doesn't matter what happens. I've got fourteen glory. Do you feel like you have a glory floor right now? Because I my my floor is fourteen, and I may be able to find a way to get more. What what is your floor right now? <clears throat> I might be staring at it. <laughs> <laughs> so you 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 don't have a guaranteed score. All all your no. stuff is going to require things to no. happen. Okay. Contest of equals bricks more often than I'd like. And, yeah. Uh, unafraid if things go well for me that's not going to score and if things go poorly for me it's not going to matter yeah that's interesting though unafraid feels like a a backup so like if you can get a kill and get close to the other guy um then it's uh then it's a consolation if you don't actually your your ideal might be get a kill contest of equals on the other guy get unafraid off of it i don't know yeah all right but so for the roll off here we have Brian winning the roll-off of the crit. Yeah, I think Brian, as we were rolling these, is like, I got to win one of these, right? Yeah. <laughs> sure did. Sure right. did. With that positioning, I, this would be the one. Yeah. Yeah, I get cute. <laughs> All right, so I'm making my choking grip attack. I'm going to ensure that I have a punching bag with me before the Shadow Elves try and flee. So I'm going to put a move, try to put a move token on Drusilla by making a three dice plus one with ferocious bite uh three dice ham four dice hammers uh stagger ensnare and throttle to give a move token and spend a blood tithe token to cause an additional damage for two on drusilla so i it's a it's a tough one here if you you in retrospect you look at that roll and if that had been a crushing grip attack that had been a kill um, yeah because I, I rolled no successes to your you would have had one fury in that um you went with a more accurate to lock me down in there or no it, i needed hammers so i got two successes there within snare no i'm saying that if you had gone with crushing grip the oh, uh, I see. the lethal damage attack um uh then that hindsight would have been a kill yeah yeah so i i get away with it I, i'm actually sweating hard because i i don't know if uh brian's taught brought any pings and I was like, maybe that's why he did this. He went with the accurate thing uh, to uh, like make sure, guarantee he gets the attack through, and then he follows up with a ping and just kills Drusilla. Um, and I probably, based on his choices there, I probably should have uh, gone with a heated instinct off of here um, to to avoid the ping. Um, just uh, I, I decided, like, I got to gamble that he doesn't have it. I'm going to try and engineer a way to kill Gorhulk here. I gotta, I gotta find a way to do six damage. Drusilla's got four damage that she can do, um, and I am holding effectively two pings. But I have to get you onto a cover, 
and I have to su successfully hit with Shade Stalker darts uh, from Drusilla. Um, so uh, I think my my better play here would have been to to step off, but I, I didn't. Uh, you get to duel off this as well, right? Yeah, so I duel of wits off it, uh, drawing into Lurking Horror, which is an upgrade. Interesting. Uh, Call of Blood. I got really excited, and then I realized, <laughs> Drom, sad, cry. <laughs> Drom is dead. Uh, I did get Shade Stalker darts landed, um, and did get you drive you onto that cover. So it's coming together, yep. and I'm like, all right, I can really do this. And then you kind of um, throw a little bit of a wrench in the works. Yeah, I'm realizing Skylar. I could have used counter charge there to reposition uh, Gorhulk around Drusilla, potentially around Silark even further. Um, However, I don't think that would have saved me here. Well, there hasn't been a charge yet. Oh, no charge, right. Yep. Yeah. Um, Brave, Brave Companion. <laughs> <laughs> Brave Companion would allow you that uh, mm. Um, mm. option after being targeted. I think uh, I forgot that Brave Companion didn't require a charge. That's uh, But does Brave though. Companion, it's another fighter responding to another fighter getting charged, right? Ooh, it might. It might. Uh Counter charge might be the only one there that gets the benefit of repositioning the t um, targeted fighter. I think you're, I think you're on point there. We may I never know. Some cards. <laughs> <laughs> so then you start throwing the ping barrage at Gore Hulk. Yeah. So next up, uh, I am uh, gonna uh, rippling darkness you. Um, so that I'll take another one off. Uh, now you're in kill distance. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So Gore Hulk sitting on three wounds. Uh, four health remaining adjacent to a lethal. Yeah. And I play overhead smash. Yeah. Uh, so what this does the damage at the end of the next activation at the beginning of my next activation, because you were doing this attack in a power step after my first activation. Yeah. So we got to go through your activation and then at the beginning of my next activation, Overhead right. smash would smash for two next to in to a fighter next to me, uh, which I picked Silark, so it would have to be Silark that's stuck around. Yeah. So you have more than enough uh, that you would kill Silark here, uh, and I panic a little bit. I forget that I've got a little while. Like you, you know, Gorhulk really winds up with this, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> so uh, we had a little conversation. You guys would enjoy this, I think. Uh, I, I use Cover of Darkness to run Silark away to a different cover. Uh, he's still in range, so he can shoot if it comes to that. That's probably a, a, a silly thing. So I did two things with this. I, I Well, I ran away too early. I could have waited. Uh, and the advantage to waiting next to Gorhulk is that I would provide Drusilla with supports for her very important attack that she's about to make. Uh, oh, but there's another caveat on uh, Cover of Darkness, and that is gambits cannot deal damage. This effect persists until the end of the next power step. So if I didn't want to move, I could just play that. <laughs> uh, oh, it, I love those. Because I honestly, yeah. I, I forget about that aspect of cover of darkness too. Literally, literally never seen it used, but you might if there's overhead smashes around. Mm -hmm. I love true. when you revisit a card and you go, wait, it does what as well? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> for something else that I never use it for? Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, one power card that we missed here uh, is Weighty Blessing uh, coming mm -hmm. into play on Brian's side, choosing the shield token for that plus one defense. So making uh, the Gore Hulk much hardier here with two shields on that seven health. Um, yeah. 
Yeah, this feels rough for me because I'm just going to be going straight three fury into two block. That is uh, not the best of odds. Yeah, that's not what you want. You're actually on cover as well to make it even mm. worse. So, Which uh, really comes into play with this next upgrade here. Uh, so Lurking Horror uh, comes in, uh, helping make his attacks a little more accurate, but it also comes into play with that reaction that will allow you to move or push, sorry, uh, off of a cover hex. Uh, one hex after your activation step. And another crit from Davey. <laughs> oh, yeah. Get on my level. Love to see him. He was tight. <laughs> so, Gore Hulk down. Drusilla made a four damage attack on him to kill him. This two glory for the big boy fighter. And all my plans are kaput. So, then I get to commiserating and. Davey has three activations as well as I do. I can't score anything out of my remaining objectives. Well played. Yeah, good game all around. Yeah. Those Shadow Elves are very pingy, but they can also hit really hard. Drusilla and Slythel, man, they can truck. All right, so here at the end, uh, we have three activations left from both players. Uh, Brian's going to spend all three actions commiserating. <laughs> Yep. <laughs> Davey, um, do you take any action on the final three here? I think we, we just kind of call it. I uh, I figured that I'll score that Wasteland and Proud Commander puts it at 1610. And I think we're we're happy to just say that's about where it's at. Um, from my perspective, though, that uh, that was very close to potentially disastrous. Because like I, like I said, if Drusilla misses that, then he gets to start stomping through and and then uh, maybe maybe this doesn't go so well. Um, so sixteen ten makes it sound more lopsided than it was. He still had a route to victory through there, uh, especially since uh, Gore Hulk was about to be real accurate. He's got like uh, two extra dice, but drop you know drop a miss, which you're going to do when you're rolling that many. Um, so. Yeah, but I think with Proud Commander in the end, you would have still had the the clincher for. You would have scored 15. Most I could have scored would have been 13. I think my, yeah, my ceiling was 14. That's where I would have ended. I don't know if you had gotten, uh, your your little play with the uh, throttling grasp would mean that killing Drusilla does not get you primacy. Um, no, but I but, definitely give it but to you could get You could get it off of Silark. So yeah. Um, between the just on the kills and that, you could have worked your way up to thirteen. I don't know if you had something in gotcha. hand that would have would have scored. So, yeah. I think there was I think there was a possibly a route forward for you. But yeah, noticing that lurking horror actually states after your activation step. Right. What's interesting about that though is it's not specifying you know this fighter's activation step or another friendly fighter's activation step. So I'm kind of assuming that he could draw a power card. Yeah. Um, and then Ab still tackle that push? Absolutely. Oh, <laughs> that is going to be a fun tool. Yeah. Uh, you want to make it even more fun is give that fighter the Darkening Stone. And then just start surfing around the board. Yeah, I'm then wherever you are, after every that. activation step, you can push that fighter. So. Uh, wow, wow, wow. <laughs> yep. Uh, kinda, uh, kinda uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you want yeah. two soundless steps? Go for it. Yeah. Well, then you can get in position for uh, overhead smash. 
Yeah, oh, I mean, yeah. the big thing is this: like, you you can keep pushing while somebody else is. At, you can activate the rest of your warband and keep pushing that person um, while the other war, rest of the warband activates. So, you know, if they're if they're way back, I mean, whatever you you can get some pushes out of it. Um, if if you set your feature tokens and and cover appropriately, you could, uh, you know, potentially move yourself up. It, it's it's crazy, but it's it's good enough accuracy that the the side thing on the side is just a, a bonus. So. Absolutely. Yeah. Talk about what Josh was saying with Nether Maze being picturesque in the sense of like just moving shadows and like Gorhulk swatting at clouds of mist. <laughs> yeah. Love it. All right. Well, so that's a wrap on our game. Uh, where do we go from here? Well, it's similar to what I was saying at the beginning is I've had a theory that drama is going to be similar to Dientelos. You're, uh, as the opponent, you're very likely going to want to dive him to er, not as urgent as Dantelos, uh, but really helps to mitigate a lot of the uh, disruption his enrage ability can cause. And it's a two wound fighter, so you're going to get a lot of glory, seed glory out of it. That helps steer the ship quite a bit uh, because uh, that's definitely something that we should tackle is, you know, takeaways uh, from your time with uh, the Gore Chosen and Davy's time against them. When you were playing with them, was there anything particularly uh, strong that um, was stronger than you expected or in line with your expectations um, or possibly, um, you know, something that fell flat for you that you were excited about? Uh, something I wasn't relying on was Gorhulk Smash uh, <laughs> hitting all the time. Uh, <laughs> I was not expecting that to hit every time, uh, and I wish I had used it more, uh, even though it's not reliable and you shouldn't rely on it to do it. Um, but I think I was bringing the other fighters up, um, including Drom. Uh, yeah, protect your Drom and read your cards. <laughs> but, and uh, today's letter is <laughs> mm -hmm. but yeah you can really play around with them being restricted to only range one i'm i'm honestly thinking of putting in that new um spicy range two cursed uh is it the boarding oh pike? yeah cursed boarding pike it's so good yeah because even yeah, though that thing looks like a menace even though adding a different weapon profile into this warband seems redundant uh, with the power that they can bring. Uh, getting constant range two on people with, especially the Gore Hulk, is something I'm really tempted by. I don't know, but lots more pushes. More pushes is my takeaway. Sounds and like I, Brian takeaway. Yeah, I really definitely think that's valid because anytime that you can't maximize your four activations with three fighters or fewer, depending upon how the uh, how the things are going, it's it's a bad time. Yeah, is command um, and stride in this build? It is not. How how would you feel about that? Um, that's actually especially with needing to protect Rom more, sitting him way at the back. That might be more viable if I completely... Because I also want to hold... I think Drom's enrage ability is best if you just kind of bank on the guaranteed one per round and just use it as a, a threat to the end phase scoring per round. Um, so I wasn't really intending to use enrage until I saw a really critical moment like that. Mm. Um, so sitting him in the back even further and 
waiting for commanding stride to come up to cautiously move him forward rather than really make him an active participant might be the way to go. Um, but first I want to really rethink my objective deck. Um, had a couple of cards in here that could easily brick. Um, I think you do need to approach Fearless Seekers and Horrors in the Dark or some of the positioning stuff. I don't personally like their one end phase objective where it's be in No Man's Land or within one hex of No Man's Land, because I would hate to get that round three and have to walk backwards. Hmm. But as, sorry, as all uh, deck list strategies go, you should probably start with the objectives. And I don't think I brought a strong objective deck here. But Josh. That's an, that's an actually excellent point. I think one of the things that I'm going to have to take more of a look at personally is what these guys look like at the turn of the season. Because just looking at the deck here that Brian put together, I'm seeing, uh, let's see, one, two, three, four. Yeah, four, yeah. four of those objectives that are cycling out at the end of the season. And honestly, they're, three of them are the easiest ones. We're looking at Bold Deeds, Unafraid, and Wasteland. Those, those I would say, are arguably the easiest for this warband to score, and half half of your end phase going away is is rough. Yeah, one thing though, looking at that is, uh, they do bring a lot of great surges for themselves. Um, Savage Slaughter, Untouchable, un yeah, Untouchable Fury, and a Brutal Reckoning. Those are really solid. Uh, a worthy offering their own end phase that's just one but i don't know that's three solid uh surges that i think that is going to serve them really well going into the future yeah savage slaughter isn't even theirs but it feels like it's theirs because it yeah. <laughs> came out at the same time well and we could probably talk in a different conversation about how the uh grand alliance cards have been going yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> that that's a rabbit hole yeah um i'll add uh one one cute trick uh, that I'm interested in seeing played out uh, with the Gore Chosen um, that is on Dire Chasm uh, rotation time uh, is uh, Haughty Resistance. Mm. I, I enjoy the you know prospect of having these big beefy fighters being like, come on, attack me. And then you know sometimes being able to control that attack and force it um, and you know possibly award yourself primacy just by, you know, disabling one of their fighters and getting them to attack, uh, maybe the only valid target. And you made sure to paint that target with haughty. I like that. I'm also not surprised that the mad mob guy is talking about playing tricks with primacy. So. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> so I think the, I think the one thing that you really got to keep in mind with this warband is anytime that drum is in range to pull off an enrage, He's also a viable target because it's range four and everybody has movement three, typically, like unless you're playing Sepulchral Guard, right? Most or people dwarves. have at least three movement. So it's going to be tough. You've got to be able to both build up Drom and maybe keep a support next to him to at least make it a unlikely attack. But anytime he's using that, he is a viable target. 
Yeah, I tried to think that through. Like, what if there was somebody you could force to charge that couldn't actually reach you, like uh, the Chosen Axes or Uninspired Thundrix if they, well, they usually have range. Um, but like, yeah, Sepulchral Guard or uh, just really slow fighters, because if they have move three, they can reach you with melee. Um, yeah. But Chosen Axes might not if they're not inspired. Um, and just throwing this out there, if say a chosen X was at range four with Drom, Drom enrages him. He could only move two, so he can't actually engage in melee with Drom. Therefore, it's a you can't complete the action, so you just don't get to do enrage on that guy, right? Yeah, that's how I would do that. Yeah. Okay. And I think I think his fighter card reads. Let me uh, let me see here. Uh, let's see. Remove X, or X's. Choose a visible fighter with no move or charge within four hexes. The chosen f fighter's player makes a charge action with that fighter, then stagger that fighter. Um, yeah. So that doesn't say you can't, but it does. There is precedent that the the what is it? What would the verbiage be? Um, the entire sequence needs to happen. Right, so you couldn't just... I don't know why you would want to. I don't know if there's any tech that plays off of an enrage action. But otherwise, you're pretty much just wasting an activation. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it, there's uh, there's a lot there. Like, a lot of potential, a lot of complications. Um, and uh, I think the people who figure out how to leverage that would be the people who figure out how to do well with Gore Chosen. I think it's a really uh, well thought out ability. Yeah. Now that being said, I think Drom is going to be an absolute menace against hold warbands, and we just got a whole bunch of—I wouldn't say a whole bunch of, but a decent bolster to passive play. Um, so I think these came at the right time where they're going to kind of—they're going to be a little bit more okay with invading, and then just. You want to sit on that objective? How about instead you come mm -hmm. fight me? We also did our test matches against uh, two assassin warbands and aggro hexbanes, so uh, didn't didn't get their choice of uh, particularly uh, juicy targets with hold objective warbands, but uh, would be fun to see. I, I like that uh, they've had a lot of cards that have been incentivizing leaders to score objectives and we have assassins in full force now so there's a there's a healthy uh meta going on where there's a lot of counterplay war bands to piggyback off of what uh josh was saying there with uh you know the meta that they're releasing into one of the things that i really like about the release is them coming out right after um hexbane hunters because they introduced to the game a warband that can remove charge tokens uh, and then immediately follow up that release with a warband that can force charges and <laughs> essentially awarding charge tokens. Um, oh, yeah. That's kind of a cool dynamic back and forth. I like that dichotomy there. Yeah. All right. Um, Davey, how um, was facing the Gore Chosen? Did you... Um, have any particular uh, moments where you really felt their presence and was um, more so afraid 
of uh, what they could uh, output there? Or um, I suppose just, you know, how, how was it on your side of the table holistically? Well, I had, uh, I mean, the thing is like with uh, Gore Hulk being able to put out three damage and with me starting out at these low damage uh, ideas and being incentivized to like chip them so that I can inspire. Uh, I was giving them a ton of blood tithe and that, that created big problems for me. Like there was an early turning point in the game where he had a, a decent attack. If he'd gotten the crit with uh drum going over the top into my leader, uh, I think this game goes a, a very different way. Um, so uh, it, just when you're bringing that much damage, it, it is scary. And I was also real worried uh, while drama still alive. I was real worried about Call of Blood uh, since I have so much, so many parts of my warband rely on specific positioning, uh, both for scoring and for leveraging their abilities. Uh, I was I was real concerned with having a double distraction to pull me off of them. Um, so uh, felt under pressure the whole time, and uh, I I think it was like we said a. a a game that could have uh, uh, split the other way at a couple junctures. For sure. Mm-hmm. Josh, as an observer, uh, any final uh, takeaways from you? I think the the biggest takeaway for me from this warband is just the their complexity. There, there is no... Um, they're not quite... Oh gosh, how does Phil put it? An unga bunga warband like <laughs> the uh, like the orcs are. Um, they don't just want to dive all the time. They don't want to necessarily just hold all the time. I think there's there's some flex to them, and finding the the happy medium for that is going to be the challenge. Yeah, really happy with the design. The design team has been killing it. Yeah, uh, and you already mentioned it, Skyler, but uh, um, set the tempo. Um, was was really appreciative of their design uh he's of the opinion that a lot of people think this is a b-tier warband and he thinks in the right hands they can get to a or or even s just because of all their things and it that that may hold out to to be true or may not but that's what you want you want a warband that if you super deep dive on you can get real good with and i i think there's a lot to explore with these guys so right they've been doing really great with warbands a reward uh pilot practice and experience right I think when you sit down across the table from these guys at a tournament, um, you have to immediately take them seriously or you're going to get caught out. Yeah. With that, uh, Davey, do you want to take us uh, into the outro? I think I will do that. Uh, in this case, uh, you kind of had the uh, the uh, maiden voyage of our, our three new hosts. You're not going to, like I said, you're not going to have everybody on at all times. We're going to be uh, rotating. I, I was kind of talking about them as being a uh, field correspondence. So, uh, you know, for example, if we have somebody we need to talk about soul Raider, mad mob, um, then, uh, Skyler's going to be our guy and Kanan. Then we got Josh and, uh, dread pageant or dread pageant or dread pageant. Then we've got, uh, Brian. So <laughs> he's got kids too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, no. Uh, and, and then as new war bands come out, uh, but it just gives us some more, uh, some more, personnel to uh try try and do some new things we're gonna see what we can see what we can do see if we can expand out uh, provide some more things for uh that listener base um so hopefully uh new and cool and big things coming but i just wanted to thank you guys for coming on um and uh stepping up and uh it was it was pretty timely because uh 
we had just decided we were going to do it and then we almost immediately needed you. Uh, so it, it actually, it happened in the reverse order that you might've thought, uh, was not a, uh Oh, we need somebody. It was, let's get some people in case we need somebody. Oh crap. We need somebody right now. So happy to help. Yeah, absolutely. Takes no less than three. To stand in for <laughs> Phil. Yeah. Right. Uh, all right. Well, if you want to get in touch with us, you can talk to us at WTHCast or whattheheckscast at gmail.com or uh, come on our Discord. I will try to put a link. Uh, Tristan called me out for mentioning the Discords frequently and then not providing links to them. Uh, we sometimes try to uh, limit those evergreen links because we end up with spammers or bots and stuff coming in. Uh, but I will, I'll put one in the notes here, uh, maybe an expiring one that, uh, if you've been thinking about it, uh, take a look in the show notes and, and come join us in there. Uh, all these three guys are in there all the time talking about it. Um, I'm, I'm worried about their job security actually as a result, but we'll <laughs> see what we go. <laughs> Uh, you can check out all our content at themortalrealms.com. That includes our other shows. Uh, it includes all the written content we've started doing for uh, Underworlds. We've been doing card reviews. Uh, these guys will be contributing with, to those in future uh, if we can get some logistics worked out on that um, to, to be determined just how far down the line before that starts happening. Um, the uh, Coming up, uh, we've had a number of different requests. I think we're going to try and get Jimmy Molini on to uh, talk about uh, Nova, kind of compare and contrast with Adepticon uh-huh. and talk about uh, the scene. Um, Skylar, uh, you are kind of heading up one of the more successful leagues, uh, probably it's safe to say in the in the U.S., certainly that we hear about. Much, uh, um, but uh, we're, we're going to kind of talk about how to structure that um so that's coming up uh i think it'll be good if we do uh we've got some retrospective stuff we can do nether maze is complete as a season um we've talked about talking about uh, alliance cards so we got a lot of ideas brewing and uh, who knows what new stuff uh gw has for us coming down the line um Excited. yeah hey boys are you ready for your first flavor text quiz oh boy <laughs> <laughs> Uh, pop quiz for me i'm not exactly sure how to do this with three people so we'll figure it out um i i think i'll just have uh people buzz in with their answers so if you think you've got it uh go if you get it wrong we'll go to the next person um i'm gonna say brian having played this game has a slight advantage because uh it's gonna involve a card that was in one of these decks um but it didn't actually get discussed uh, hmm. at much slash at all. Um, all right. The quote, and this quote is not attributed to anybody. Hmm. Uh, you aren't supposed to drink it. Oh, oh that's I the uh, exactly. dark water draft. <laughs> oh, I hear Josh from the background. Yes, sir. Buzzing in with dark water draft. Uh, I bring this up. I, I am in, uh, uh, fair play uh, probation for uh, for a, uh, a misplay on the range of card. Brian is in deck construction probation mm-hmm. for uh, putting this card in. Uh, in his defense, he, he misread it. He thought you would pick. It, it, it could do one or the other. It could either damage or heal, and you got to choose which one you were fishing for, not realizing that you are uh, fishing for both at the same time all the time, making it... Buyer beware. 
<laughs> it's a it's a rough one. So I'm glad I'm glad you didn't draw it in our game, so it didn't have to be a totally dead <laughs> pick. But yeah. <laughs> and honestly, it it came in so sharply because I remember looking at that card and going, "Well, yeah, no, you're not supposed to drink it. You're supposed to give it to somebody else and hope it works out well." <laughs> uh, I think I think our comment on uh, on the blog was, "You're not even supposed to play it." So, uh, yeah. <laughs> oof, oof, it's an oof. Um, Tell me what to do. <laughs> there he is. Uh, let's see. We're going to go with a uh, recommended listening. Um, we're uh, we're gonna go with uh, uh, Brian's feelings at the end of this, and that's uh, a desolation song, and that's by Agaloc. A uh, little little bit of metal for uh, to um, complement the very metal Gore Chosen Warband here. Uh, that's gonna do it. Uh, I hope you guys enjoyed the new voices. Uh, Phil should be back in the mix before too much longer. Um, we're just going to support him in whatever way he needs until he can do that. Uh, and, uh, we got to go to bed cause we got to get to league tomorrow. So heck yeah, mm-hmm. let's do it. Uh, for what the heck's I've been Davey. I've been Josh. I've been Brian. And I've been Skyler. save you know i was thinking earlier that vassalak should be more of a poster child for vassal than he's, than he's touted today. <laughs> all right all right fair point fair point that's the kind of that's the kind of dad joke that this network is built on so this guy's got jokes is this the part where i request a hard cut and recognize that that was a crock of something what? Excuse me. <laughs> do you uh, do you happen to remember who got you your first warband? Yeah, but I mean, like, I got <laughs> you two into under into Warhammer, and then you Scott did. It was like this thing has hexes. Are you Mike, sure? Mike got me into Warhammer. Okay, that's what off. I heard. <laughs> this is already enough editing. <laughs> oh my god, what have I done? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's that's an episode for another time. I was trying yeah. to make it a short story. Uh, yeah, that's a wrap, guys. For what the heck's I've been dating? <laughs> and I've been Josh. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs>